Welcome to the Sand Hills Podcast. My name is John Dayback. I'm so happy that you're joining us today. We've got Perry Orth with us in the house. How are you doing, Perry? Good, man. It Good. is freezing outside. It is. 37 and raining. It's so bad. I uh, have family in Jacksonville. We'll get into that in a second. But uh, I think it's in the mid-70s there right now. Perfectly sunny. That nope. sounds nice. Uh, it, uh, and, and I've been getting Snapchats from my friends back uh-huh. home all day. Just hanging Warm. out at the beach, just literally down by the beach. Just, hey man, how's the rain? <laughs> it hurts so much to just even hear. Claire and I were in Colorado last week. Yeah. Like negative 10. Still felt better than it does out here today. Oh, there's no doubt. Don't under, I guess it's the humidity or something? Yeah, the dryness of it. Oh, but it felt so much better. Like we were out playing disc golf and it was like 10 degrees, but it felt like it was 50. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. No, that This is fun. miserable out yeah, here. Yeah, this is horrible. It's I, wet and cold. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't wish this weather on anybody. This mm. is like northeastern weather. I, w- yeah. I was born in Pittsburgh, lived there for eight years, and I didn't know that. Yeah, oh yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, we're Yankees by uh, by trade. Wow, are you a Steelers fan? No, no. <sighs> when we moved to Jacksonville, uh, my dad was like, "We're done with the Pittsburgh deal. We are f- we're Floridians now." Wow. So we we got to choose. We were either going to be Dolphins, Bucks, or Jags, and being in Jacksonville. Jaguars. Well, Jags. Looking back, probably should have chosen Tampa. Tampa Bay. We didn't know Tom How could Brady. you know? You know? I, you know, 20 years <laughs> later, did you know Tom Brady was going to go there? I didn't, not at nine years old. But Yeah, I would have been amazed if you had. If you'd written that down, that would make some serious money. Yeah. <laughs> as a sports caster, boom. I knew as a nine-year-old, had the gift. <laughs> that uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks were going to get Tom Brady at 43 years old and win a Super Bowl. And his first season at, at, yeah. at Tampa Bay. Well, that's that's a really good lead into your background of your family and and where you come from and who you are. So tell us a little bit about a little bit more about that background and kind of mm-hmm. how you came to faith. Yeah, so from from Pittsburgh, moved to Jacksonville. Family still there. Went to high school down there. Played every sport you could down there, and then chose football. I, that was mm-hmm. probably not my best sport, but I had the most fun playing it. Um, and then playing quarterback is it's the best position. It's the hardest, but it's the best position and. Mm-hmm. In any sport that I played, um, and was good enough to get a preferred walk-on to come to South Carolina, came up here, earned a scholarship after two years, played in 20 games, started 12, and didn't win as many games as I wish we would have. But mm-hmm. um, incredible experience to be able to to uh, kind of take the road less traveled. Mm. Um, as far as my faith, just grew up in a house that was. Um, my dad was a spiritual leader, truly, and both parents grew up in in homes where. Jesus really wasn't at the forefront, um, and uh, they made a decision when they got married. They're like, "We we need help," and mm. their help was they needed they needed Jesus. And so, from the fir- you know from the time I can remember anything, it, it, Jesus was always involved in our life. And um, you know, you go through those years in high school where you're trying to figure it out on your own, where you kind of push it off. But you know, we were still in church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, kept pulling us back in and then in college you know you go to South Carolina you're on the football team and you have all the distractions of the world and you, you know you, you slip a little bit into it but he he pulled you back mm-hmm. um, and uh, ultimately he was more attractive than the other things of the world that you get to see um, and I had great people around me to help kind of keep me grounded um, not only as a human but in my faith and um, yeah and then now I've seen um, incredible spiritual growth in my life over the last really three years Mm. um you know moving away from 
you know, what can Jesus do for me in focusing on what he did for me and now how I get to live the rest of my life in joy and peace knowing that. Absolutely. Um, so that's been, that's my faith right there. Um, you know, over here was listening to Christian radio. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny hopping in the car, going to meetings with colleagues and, you know, you forget to turn the radio off and you got <laughs> 89.7 busting on the, on the, on the radio. So it's kind of funny. People that's always, awesome. it's a great, it's a great, um, conversation opener into mm-hmm. oh yeah I actually listened to that too people that would you know would never know but you know they don't exactly feel comfortable right sharing that that's their music of choice mm-hmm. um, a little nervous right yeah I mean it's it's not that you're afraid or ashamed it just it is what it is you mean mm-hmm. you, you know how it goes if it you, can be tough this is to what you up. do you do for yeah. a living is is you know you bring it up to a bunch of people of the world and you say oh, you work in a church and you're a young pastor and people go you know, they slide away from you. Yeah. Trust me. I, I don't, I don't know it to that extent, but I do know I'm sure that's happened. Yeah. That's why we wait for uh, airplanes. You can't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> We're sitting next to you. You yeah. can't go anywhere. Yeah. No, they're trapped. No, you're right. That's a great, that's a great opportunity. That's I've heard the a best lot, moment right there. I heard a lot of good stories about people <laughs> on airplanes sharing the gospel. Yeah. So as you've uh, kind of hinted at that, yeah. what aspect did Christ play in your life as, as an athlete specifically? Yeah, I mean, he was, you know, the I said the same prayer before every sporting event from the time I was in middle school, even before games against Clemson and LSU and Florida and mm-hmm. Georgia. Um, you know, dear Jesus, keep me safe from harm and injury today. Um, and I pray that you help me play to the best of my abilities. Mm. It was short and sweet, simple, but it was always out there. And I remember... Um, in college, when I was starting to learn more about the true, genuine relationship with Jesus, I mean, mm-hmm. I always used to think to myself, like, wonder if these people, like, on the camera, TV, or if they have the, they have it zoomed in on my face, if they can see me, like, talking to myself. And I would literally be praying, like, all right, mm. Jesus, I need help big time. This Sam's coming off the edge, and he just drilled me three plays ago, and I see him <laughs> coming again, and I know the running back doesn't see him right now. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, in... in and it gives you a great platform because when you're the starting quarterback at South Carolina, um, everybody wants a piece of you. And mm. when you can use that to help other people. Um, there are kids that I train now that were in elementary school at different places that I spoke at while I played. Mm. Um, and it helped the parents now send them to me as an adult coaching them um, because they knew where I stood. But, yeah, he, he was – Jesus was always at the forefront of my career because, I mean, without him, there none of it mm. happens. None of it. I don't reach the level I do. I don't get to live a lifelong dream. You're 10 years old, and you go to a Florida State football game, and you see 85,000 people, and they're doing the chop, and it's all, you're like, oh, my gosh, this would be just, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even imagine getting to play in front of a crowd like mm-hmm. this. And so when you got there, you just had to look back and be like, only Jesus could have done this. Yeah. It sounds, I've always wondered what that's like, you know, to, to walk out, you know, with USC, you know, sandstorm and you're walking on the field and you've got all that going on. You've got people, you know, with the white towels. Yeah. It's, um, I can assure you is one of the best feelings of my life. I bet. Um, the first time I was a freshman, I was, knew I wasn't going to play, but, um, we were playing North Carolina. It was a Thursday night and, uh, we were top 10 in the country at the time and, mm-hmm you know, running out of the tunnel to a packed Williams-Brice. I mean, that was, mm, 
it was special. Yeah. And I remember the last time I did it, um, like get standing in the tunnel, like getting ready to happen and just being like, oh my gosh, it's over. Like mm. I'll never be able to do this again. Yeah. Like with the pads and my team and getting ready to play and all that, like this is it. And that was, um, that was, that was a sad day. Yeah. And, and I know that will transition into another question, which is mm -hmm. a neat opportunity because that transition from college, um, from basically being an athlete my whole life to working world was a tough transition. And mm. that was when I saw my spiritual development just take off. Really change. Oh, yeah. How did that happen? What, what was that transition like for you? Well, it was um, trying to re-identify who I was because mm. I saw myself as a football player when I didn't find my identity in Christ. You know, Jesus was a huge part of my life, but understanding the relationship that we have as believers with us in Jesus, there is a direct relationship. And then ultimately, like, the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. I mean, he's the Spirit of God who's here to help us, who lives in us. And, you know, you just kind of think of it as like a fairy tale ghost guy who kind of floats around. Well, that's not yeah. that's not who he is. And um, learning learning to lean on him, to truly mm. lean on him, but then more importantly, to trust him. When mm. things were not right in front of you, you couldn't see it. You know, you go through um, being done playing football and you don't like the job you're in and then you make another career move and you're trying to just figure life out on your own. Mm. And yeah, I had my parents there and other great people there to help me, but you still got to do it on your own. Yeah. Um, and figure it out and... Um, yeah, I met met a guy. His name is Michael Frasina. He's uh, been Bible studying me and a few other friends for now three years, and he's been instrumental, just monumental to my spiritual growth of teaching the relationship between me, Jesus, me, and the Holy Spirit, and, mm -hmm. and hammering that and, and trusting him. And when I learned, and, and nobody's perfect, and I'm sure as heck not perfect, but when when I learned to just let go. I'm a big control guy. I mm. like to be in control. I'm the quarterback. Right. I, I can dictate the play. I can tell you what to do and you have to listen because I'm running the show. Mm -hmm. Well, God's ultimately running the show and we're just an instrument in it. Well, I'm not right. used to being an instrument. I'm the guy. Right. And, uh, and so learning to let go when I let go, he, mm. he took over and hadn't looked back and I'm just kind of enjoying the ride, you know, isn't it so freeing? Oh, I had so much pressure trying to hold on to everything. And then as soon as you let go and you realize that, yeah, it's okay to let go. Cause I, he's holding you. Mm -hmm. You're like, man, this is nice. This, this is, is better. great. This is better than <laughs> anything that you could have ever asked for. You know, mm -hmm. you look at all of the, you know, like I said, a lot of churches now, they talk about what Jesus can do for us. Like, mm -hmm all right, man, I had a bad week of work. I didn't get a couple sales. I'm going to go to church and pray a bunch and give more and mm -hmm. do all this thing. So maybe Jesus will turn around and bless me. Well, you're, you're focusing on things of the world. Mm -hmm. First off, um, you know, we're not starving. You know, mm -hmm. I got a house. I, you know, have a car, mm -hmm. I have food whenever I want, wherever I want, mm -hmm. you know, that may not be for everybody, but we're so much more blessed than the majority of everybody out there. Um, and, and, and ultimately, like, we're not here to get earthly blessings. Like, yes, that's part of it, and that's mm -hmm. going to come when we honor the Lord, but that's not where our heart needs to be. And, and that shouldn't be our drive. No. is for the thing, but it should be for the one who can distribute as he pleases. Exactly. Um, I had a business meeting this morning, was uh, presenting uh, an, a policy to a car dealership, 
and uh, sizable account. I mean, this mm-hmm. would make make good money for me, and and uh, it'd be it'd be a black. I mean, it'd be great to win it. Um, but right before I walked in, you know, I've been I have this Bible verse, not a Bible verse, it's more of like a I don't even know, just a little write up, just mm. basically saying that I'm going to honor you in this meeting, mm. so they can see Jesus in me. And if the meeting goes, I'm paraphrasing, but if the meeting sure. goes where I take the W, I'm going to use those that pro, those proceeds to glorify you mm. and not for my personal gain. Um, and that doesn't mean you're going to win every account. Right. You know, it's not a slot machine that you can just put in token and ching, yeah, no. cash in on it. Um, yeah. But I tell you, I, call it for what it is. I've won more than I've lost because mm-hmm. of that. And, um, and put your heart in the right mindset, too, yeah. of why you're even there. Yep. Um, I had a pretty cool, even the last couple of weeks, man, with work, I had a, a, a pretty sizable account of mine decided that they, they're out of town a couple hours away. They decided that they wanted to do business with somebody more local. Mm-hmm. And you can't really, you can't really judge them for it or bang them for it because that happens a lot in South Carolina. People right. love, it's a good old boy state. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they probably went in there and said, you know, our tax dollars are helping Hilton Head where his are helping the big city of Columbia or, right. or, or down in, in Blackville or, or, you know, Greenwood mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and, you know, you sit there and think and you're like, what, what, why, why did that happen? But then you say, you know what, that, that money that I will lose on my commission statement or whatever. Right. Um, it, it, that's not what it's about. It's, mm. I, I don't take and hold treasures up on this broken, fallen planet. Um, my treasures are in heaven, and that's what I'm working for. Absolutely. Um, not perfect. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to sit here and say, like, I wake up every day and I'm a perfect angel because I can assure you right. that it's not the case. <laughs> um, but it's the heart, mm. right? Um, we talk about um, David was not mm. perfect. Not at all. God said that he was a man after his own heart. Mm-hmm. And he can um, work with him. And you can work with people when their heart's in the right place. Absolutely. And, um, and he wants to work with them. Yeah. He wants his desires for it. He's not just like, ah, I'll, I'll take broken goods, whatever. He's like, no, 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 I'm so good. I'll take the broken goods. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're forming into something beautiful. Yeah. And, and it's amazing. Yeah. It doesn't get better than that. I mean, Jesus wants to bless you. He doesn't want you to be broken mm-hmm. and sad and and. Living for emptiness. Yeah, and and it's not not even poor because it's not about financial status or gain. Right. He he wants you to live a blessed and fruitful life. But mm-hmm. a lot of people want a lot of things. But you know there are things that that you have to do in order to to be in right standing with God. And he's not a works based God. Right. But at the same time, he is a loving, but he's just. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't like to hear that part. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. The whole accountability aspect of it. Yeah, it's like, tough. oh man, I gotta. You're telling me I was responsible for that? Yeah, like 100. <laughs> percent We're going through Second Peter right now in our Bible study, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just listened today driving down to my meeting, the uh, Bible Project, which those on YouTube are phenomenal. Amazing. Check them out if you haven't. Bible Project. We'll put the link in the description. Yes, Check it out. The Bible Pro- on YouTube doesn't matter. Search anything. And type Bible project. At You'll, the get end of it. It. You'll get it. You'll get it. And just talking about, you know, that the people of in during the time of Second Peter, there are a lot of false teachers, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people wanting these amazing things that God has to to offer, but their heart is not where mm-hmm. it needs to be. Um, and uh, there there are things that we have to do and and should do one because. 
because we want to get blessed because we love Jesus mm-hmm. and we love him more than we love our sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, if, if you love your sin more than you love Jesus, listen, man, I'm not here to tell you that anything's guaranteed. Absolutely. And it's so cool because when you do live in light of Jesus and you're living for Jesus, you don't even, you, you, you forget that the blessings are happening, right? Because you're like, you're so focused on Jesus. You're like, oh, great. This is awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. This is a great blessing on the side. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And your focus shifts from the, the gift to the gift giver. Yeah. Which is a beautiful experience to walk through. And, and like you said, you don't even realize it. And, and when you don't realize it, you then focus on the gift giver, but then you in turn become a gift giver, not right. physical like Christmas presents, but like right. time. Just blessings. And, and yeah. blessings. And yes, and gifts and mm-hmm. givings and whatever. Um, it's just like this ongoing it's, it's like blessing it's like, circle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a snowball of righteousness, right? It <laughs> yeah. just it, it picks up and what, if you... <laughs> what a great term. There's snowball of righteousness. It's just, just going to keep going. Just a snowball of righteousness. And it, and it really is amazing because if you just continue to pursue that faithfully every day, then, that, then that's what's going to mark your life, you know? And we saw in people like David doing great, and then he, and then he, had, a, he had a horrible moment and he fell, right? And that, and that stopped the whole process for him, ruined his family, ruined his nation mm-hmm. for a long time after, right? But like we were saying, that, that God wants to continue using us. But when we make those decisions, we focus on Christ, when we live in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, like you're talking about, that process turns into a beautiful avalanche, right? Yeah. And, it, and it just absolutely crushes people with blessings all along the way. Yeah. Which is amazing. Man, I feel like, I feel like preaching now. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> uh, it, uh, it's getting a lot warmer in here. <laughs> <laughs> so you also do, so you do insurance. So you were in athletics at USC. Uh, in football, then you came into the business world, but you also do coaching mm-hmm. as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I help volunteer at um, AC Flora. Congrats on the state. Yeah, Congrats. thank you. Yeah, we won the state championship this fall. Um, and then I do personal quarterback training mm-hmm. um, on Wednesday and Sundays. And uh, we do group lessons, also some individual private stuff. But, uh, you know, that started in a selfish manner of mm-hmm. how can I make a few extra bucks, right. right? But then you see your heart change, and you see, wow, these kids are really, one, they're getting better, but two, they look up to you. Mm. I mean, they watched you play, and now you're coaching them. And um, and it's just, it's it's a priceless feeling when a kid calls you and says, hey, man, I can't tell you how much you have meant to me and my growth X, Y, and Z just called and offered me a full scholarship. Wow. Or, Hey man, you know, actually you may not know this, but I actually quit the team a week before you decided to coach. And for whatever reason, I just felt the urge to come back and just give it one more shot. And, you know, you helped bring my love for the game back. Mm. Um, those, those moments, those messages and phone calls are, those are what life really is about. it'll change you it'll take you from yeah you're gonna have your you know some of the best moments of my life is throwing touchdowns here and doing this there and blah blah (laughs) blah and um but being able to invest into somebody else's life man those moments are the best gosh no doubt that's that's amazing because you get such a unique perspective on on spiritual truths as well when you engage in things like that yeah you know whether it be you know playing football because as you were talking about you know walking out you know, into the stadium and you've got the crowd and you've got the cheering, you have the music. 
the first thing that came to mind, I was like, that's what it's gonna be like when Jesus comes back. That's so cool. Yeah. And you got to experience a piece of that. Mm -hmm. That is so beautiful. And you get to think about that and be like, wow, the, the, the joy, the expression, the crowd, the noise and the atmosphere. That's a unique experience. That's really cool. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great analogy. I can't even imagine what heaven's like if, if, if heaven's it's that good. If heaven's right? better than that, I, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say I want to go now. But, We're in for uh, a treat. <laughs> we are in for a treat. We're in for a treat. Um, and then what aspect, uh, what kind of truths have you learned from coaching and from business as well? If you are honest mm -hmm. in business and you work hard and honest with the kids um, and, and you do what's right, for them, for your mm -hmm. client, or for the kids you teach, good things are going to happen. Seed time and harvest, man. Mm. It, those, in, I don't see it that much in the quarterback training. I think the quarterback coaching stuff that you'll see is people just doing it to make a buck. Mm -hmm. they're, char they're overcharging and don't have the credentials mm -hmm. to, to do what they're doing. Right. And they're just doing it to make a buck. Mm -hmm. Um where we don't do that. I mean, you know, for instance, we'll do a three hour camp. We'll charge the special, um, the special kid, the, um, the more athletic kids, the receivers mm -hmm. and defensive backs, $20 for a camp. Wow. And quarterbacks will do 40 because there will be, there's more hands-on coaching. Right. Um, and that's more specialized position. So you, right. you can charge a little, but 40 bucks for a three hour camp where that's you, incredible. Kids actually come out and get better. Mm -hmm. um, people do that. 200 bucks yeah and they'll they'll throw all these you know x y and z is going to be there to help you get you recruited and blah 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 and i don't even i'm i was never a quarterback nor was that good at football and i know that that's an incredible deal <laughs> like, yeah that's amazing i mean and it's it's not to say we're cheaper than the next guy it's just we're not here to jack any prices up yeah. on we, we're there we to want, impact people yeah we're there to have a great time and get better mm. so kids are coming out practicing working out because when kids have a very inexpensive opportunity to come out and play football they're gonna they're, they jump all over it. we had oh, 110 yeah. kids at our camp a month ago oh my goodness yeah, oh yeah it's crazy how do you manage that that's so well, many you, kids. i have I have a lot of help a lot of help a lot of people helping at registration table a lot of different mm -hmm. coaches um yeah we we have a great time you know we're 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 supposed to have one tomorrow night i don't think we're going to do that just because of the weather we're going to yeah. push it off a week um but yeah, that, the, the coaching stuff, that's where I see it. Um, and then in the business world with what I do, there are ways to um, play with numbers to get mm. premiums lower. Help to, people out. To make, um, to make it seem like they're offering a better deal. Mm. Um, or what they'll do is they'll offer, they'll say, here's your total policy. This is all the coverages and deductibles you have, and this is your rate. Um, they forgot to mention that there's... Well, actually, you've got this piece of the pie where you're, you have a mm. hidden deductible where if you have an incident here, yeah, your coverage will pick up, but you're going to have to pay you're gonna five, foot a lot more of it. 5,000 bucks up front where Ew. you didn't know that. Yeah. But they're kind of rolling the dice being like, oh, they won't know. Mm. The chances of them having a claim here are slim. Mm. Um, we see it all the time when we bring it to, to, to the forefront after our, our, our review people are heated yeah i can imagine um and there are people that do that for their entire career and get caught sometimes but win a lot of business because of it and 
they get to live in big houses and drive nice cars, and I don't know how they sleep at night, mm. knowing that I just do did honest it. business. Yeah. Um, well, I'm saying you do honest business. That's yeah. dishonest business. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then so I, I would rather lose mm. than sacrifice your your you know conscience and a client's health. Yeah. The the their their well being, the well being of their business, the well being of their employees. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to mention your own personal reputation. I mean, mm. business is business. Like, mm-hmm. there. Th- I mean, this building that we're in right now needs insurance. Mm-hmm. The the building next door need everybody needs insurance, whether it's for their building, their liability, their vehicles. Right. There's there's more business to go around for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you you got to do do things the right way, and mm-hmm. you get blessed because of it. I've seen incredible opportunities open up because of doing the right things. Mm. Um, and, and, and that's what we'll talk about, um, in a couple weeks or in a couple months is, is when you honor the Lord Mm -hmm. through your work and you do what's right. Um, the best part about business and especially in my world, you know, I can't speak for every sales job Mm -hmm. is what if I do a bang up job and I'm honest is all honest and I lose, Mm -hmm. I don't get the business. Guess what? that policy renews in 365 days. <laughs> I just developed a great relationship with a guy mm-hmm. or a girl mm-hmm. where they can trust me. They just knew that the people that I went to gather quotes from to package a plan wasn't the best for them this year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it won't be next year. Right. Um, you don't burn any bridges. You never burn bridges. I can't tell you half the business that I've won in my four years of that business has been lost the first year, won the second. Mm. Um, and you earn that trust. So now... Yeah, you win it the second year, but then now it's time for them to renew, and they don't want to shop around. They're like, mm-hmm. listen, it, this guy, he's not Solid. perfect, but he works hard, Yeah, and he's trustworthy, and he answers my calls. Um, we're going to keep him around. So That's a great uh, comparison. Kind of we talk about that spiritual truth comparison aspect of, you know, how, how do things relate to spiritual truth. So I was just thinking, that's exactly what you want to hear from people who have been exposed to the gospel, too. You know, you, you get the person that's kind, courteous, speaks truth with love, is a peacemaker, is someone who uh, shares the good news without being uh, overly aggressive or rude to someone. And maybe you don't get that person to, to follow Christ, you know, that day. You know, the Holy Spirit's still working. But then you get a call a year later because they're thinking, man, there's that guy that was nice, kind, courteous, answered my calls, answered my questions. Mm-hmm. And it pays off. When, when, we, when we do our jobs right, in the in the business sector and we do it right in the spiritual sector the lord honors that yeah every he's about blessing it those are all one and the same you know <laughs> business is business yes but um you're still a human being i'm still perry orth whether i'm doing this podcast or meeting with a client there's mm-hmm. no like there's you there's know, no different perry there's no different there's it is you are who you are mm-hmm. you know you can say well business is no this is who you are as a character. Your character is revealed. Mm. No matter if you're in a business meeting, on the ball field, doing mm. a podcast, or freezing your tail off in the rain. Right. And when you live that identity out for Christ, I mean, that's going to that's gonna shine through. Mm. That's going to shine through. And people notice it, man. People, people notice. They won't come out. Some will. They haven't come out and been like, there's something different about you, but they know. Mm-hmm. What, there's something that makes you attractive to them. Absolutely. Because we look so different than the world, and yeah. we should. You know, that's the whole thing that we were talking about, about being a city on a hill. Yeah. We look different. You know, light looks very different than the darkness around it, mm-hmm. and it is attractive. You want to go toward yeah. it. 
And it's not because of my appearance. I can assure you right. that. <laughs> it's Christ in us. It's the You're Christ in us that shines. Amen. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm I'm married to Claire because I'm like I don't I don't have to worry about appearances ever. Oh no! Listen, man. Until I, she tells me, she's like, you can't wear those jeans. And yeah. I'm like, You're right. I shouldn't. I'm I mean, sorry. we both outkicked our coverage <laughs> by a long shot. No offense, man. <laughs> that it's so true. It's wonderful. It's like. I just love Claire so much. It's awesome. Man. Yeah, marriage is great. You're in for a treat. For I, those of you that don't know, he's engaged. So getting married in June, man. No, it, she, uh, Shannon. You, you don't, you don't make people like her. Mm. You just don't. Um, the best part about um, playing quarterback in college was you got to meet a lot of different girls of what you don't want in a wife. Mm. And so I was exposed to a lot of what I don't want. Mm. And so and what the world is trying to throw at you. I'm oh sure. yeah. Gosh. Um, and so when Shannon came across my path, mm-hmm. it was like, wait, they're, are you, are you real? You're godly women, man. Yeah. They, it's they, a blessing. Like some, I mean, oh gosh, Proverbs 31. Yeah. Talks about the godly woman and how much of a blessing she is. So true. This isn't even on the sheet, y'all. We're just, we're just we're hyped up living. about what God has given us. It's exciting. And you can't, you can't go out and find something like that yourself. And, and he made it so obvious that within two weeks of me spending time with Shannon, we weren't even dating. We were just friends working out at the beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is my wife. <laughs> she something different about this. She didn't even know I that, that I liked her. She, I mean, I just, it was just one day we had hung out for, not even hung out. We would work out in mm-hmm. her garage for an hour mm-hmm. from 4.30 to 5. Closed. Yeah. yeah, I got nothing else. I'd go back home immediately after. And then I hung out with him a couple times after worked out. We worked out. We played, like, badminton mm-hmm. and for 30 minutes. All the COVID sports that we were all playing yeah. a year oh, ago yeah. for a few crazy. weeks. And we're like, wait. <laughs> yeah, wait. Am I actually doing this? Why am I playing badminton? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Um, but, yeah, you, you just you figured it out. And, and I, I – it was obvious, and then I just I spent the next you know couple months making sure that she liked me back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so as we as we wrap up, this has been absolutely awesome. I'm so happy you got to come in and do this with us. If you could if you could say one thing, and we'll start with uh, the insurance worker. If you could say okay. one thing to every insurance worker in the world, what's the one thing you would tell them? I'm coming for you. No, I'm just <laughs> you no, better uh, look out. <laughs> no. Um, is that do things honest, man. Mm. You're not going to win every account you get. Mm -hmm. Do things the right way. And whether you're a believer or not, good things are going to happen to you. Mm. That's just the law that God put in motion. And Mm -hmm. you can be a non-believer and be a recipient of those blessings. Absolutely. Um, Hopefully that'll point you to them. But you're absolutely right. That's part of the that's part of life that he created. And and another thing that that I don't think people talk uh, enough about is the work ethic. Think mm. about the work ethic of Jesus and what he did in Paul and Pete mm-hmm. and the disciples. I mean, these dudes got after it. They did. Um, Tenacious. And and in Proverbs, I don't know the chapter or the verse, but um, it it tells you to not be a sluggard. Mm. I can assure you. I don't know where it is in Proverbs, but it's in there. It's written. It uh, sounds exactly like Proverbs. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it's not, you, you got to wake up with a sense of urgency. And then most mm. importantly, yes, the, the commissions are great when you sell, mm-hmm. but we're here to serve the client. Mm. You always got to keep that in mind. We are here to serve the client. We mm. are there. We are their risk man. We, we are their last line of defense between business being open and a lot of lives being turned upside down. Absolutely. 
people forget that. I mean, you have a bad claim where you thought something was covered and somebody was just lazy and forgot to blah, blah, blah. Man. It, it gets ugly. It does. So then what would you say uh, to the coaches? Make it about the kids. Stop. Mm-hmm. Don't be, you know, don't try to make yourself a Nick Saban or mm. uh, a Bill Belichick. Those guys, yeah, they're they're great. Those they're one they're once in a lifetime kind of people mm-hmm. um, as far as winning. Mm-hmm. But you're not a guru. You don't have all the answers, and you make it about the kids. Take your pride out of it. Mm. Coach football to win, obviously, but make it about the kids. Or if you're in the NFL, make it about the players. It's a player's game. That's one thing that Coach Muschamp doesn't get enough credit. And Coach Spurry was the same way. It was about the players. Mm. The coaches are good. They put you in the right position, but the players are the, the reason that you have jobs. Um, and high school coaches, get your kids to the next level if they want to. If they don't, then it's fine. But Have fun where they're at. But, yeah. The, the amount of stories that I've heard of coaches holding letters from players from colleges reaching out to them because they didn't want to let it get to their head or disrupt the locker room. or It's not about that, man. Mm. If you win enough games in high school, you'll never lose your job. If you go above 500 every year in high school in South Carolina, for the most part, you'll never lose your job. Mm-hmm. You will coach there till you say you're done. Mm-hmm. If you get five, ten kids, your senior class going to play, whether it's at Limestone or, or it doesn't have to be football. It could be basketball, whether it's CIU. It doesn't yeah. matter. Help your kids get to the next level mm-hmm. because – Help them pursue their dreams. Yeah, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're – you know, if you wanted to go coach in the NFL, go apply for a job. You're not going to go from high school to the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, you can in college, but those are few and far between. And yeah. the kids, the coaches that help get their kids to the next level and have that right heart are the ones that win. You look mm-hmm. at Dustin Curtis at Flora. Great example. I would highly recommend if there are any coaches that came across this, mm-hmm. they need to take a, a slice out of his pie because mm-hmm. the guy's got it figured out. And there's a reason we won the state title got a great culture kids bought into it he's getting the kids to college and it's not about him it's not about his ego mm. um and uh and that's what I would say you know I I have you know, I was blessed to be able to play it where I did and so I tell the kids that I coach all the time like this is not about me mm. I take pride in what I do and I don't want you to come out here and just kind of sleepwalk through a workout and then go back to school and have your coach say oh Perry's teaching you to do that no 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 we're we're gonna do things the right way but right it's about you getting to live whatever it is your dream, whether your dreams to be the starting quarterback at Dutch Fork or mm-hmm. the starting quarterback at Clemson. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. We're, we're going to do everything we can to help you get there. Awesome. I mean, what would you say to the athletes? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say that um, you, if, if you don't have Jesus in your life, you need to you need to learn about him and mm-hmm. find somebody who can teach you about him because he's going to take you further than you're capable of going yourself. Absolutely. Um, and then work hard. You got to outwork your competition. the The majority of athletes, there's five percent on the really really talented end. Mm-hmm. Then there's ten percent of the kids that just they're just not gifted athletically, and that's mm-hmm. fine. So you've got roughly eighty five to eighty percent of us are virtually in this box of. You know, he may be an inch taller or a step faster, but you're all relatively the same. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do to separate yourself from the rest of that bunch to get in that top five bunch? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's if you, if you want to make it to the next level, and if you want to go beyond from college to the next level, you better be able to do that. Because I I can tell you, you growing up, you know, I was the best athlete in my age in my area of Florida, mm-hmm. in whether it was football or baseball, it, it was, I wasn't maybe the best, but I was one of the best. And that's why I had the opportunity to go on and play in, in college. But once you get to college, they're all as good as you are. And a lot of them are right. better than you. Um, and what are you going to do to separate yourself? And that's working hard and being humble. Absolutely. Thanks so much for being on the show, man. This was yeah, awesome. So no. happy we got to do it. No, I'm glad we did. This coffee's hitting different, man. <laughs> no, but these were really good questions. Um, yeah, the business and sports thing. A lot of them are are. There's a lot of good transition. Mm. Um, that they're not too they're not too different. Um, but I think the two common themes that um, I'm not sure if you picked up on, but it wasn't both whether it was insurance, coaching, or athletes. Um, it wasn't about themselves. It wasn't about them. It was you know with insurance, how can we help the client? Absolutely. Coaching, how can we help the kids? If you keep that um, that selfless spirit. I mean, Jesus was the best of them at it. Absolutely. Um, and I'm not perfect at it, and I forget about it a lot of time, you know, a lot because I do strive to have nice things. Right. That's why I work hard. Um, but that's not. I shouldn't say that's why I work hard. It's mm-hmm. a reason why I do. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with wanting good things. Right. Um, but that shouldn't be your main focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and you honor the Lord with what He gives you from it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you keep that mindset, and then it's you can enjoy the blessings of hard work ethic and honoring Christ ethic. And you can enjoy the blessings that come from that. No doubt. Man, thanks again so much for being on the show. Uh, Like, subscribe, share it. Uh, You can tune into us on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts and also on YouTube. Have a great week.